0: God bless and welcome to this week's episode of Family Discussion. We are so glad that you've joined us today. Family Discussion is a podcast of Reform Margins, a site dedicated to providing a platform for people of color to engage the larger Reformed and Evangelical conversations. Jesus teaches us in the Gospel of John that the world will know that we are his followers by the way that we love one another. And yet it seems like the love of Jesus is less and less evident in the way that we speak to and about one another, especially when we disagree. So, in the hopes of recapturing the brother-sister love that Jesus has won for us, we are calling a family meeting. For the next half hour, let's cut through the noise and look at the issues without slander and malice. It's time for a family discussion. All right, well, Lisa, how are you doing today? We're getting started.
1: Hey, Marcos. Good morning. How are you?
0: I am good, and I'm excited. We are uh, doing the crazy, revolutionary thing of starting a podcast. Nobody's thought of this before, (laughs) so... Uh, But I'm excited. I'm excited. We have a podcast. Um, This is one of two episodes that is dropping today. So this is kind of the first official episode. And then there's another one where we get to talk a little bit about our own story and where we come from. uh, Kind of a get to know the hosts episode. But I figure we could start today just telling the story of why we decided we wanted to jump into the podcast fray. You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there. So, um... I guess we can just start by talking about where this idea came from. What is this podcast and why are we doing this? So, I don't know if you yeah. want to tell kind of your version of that story, but uh, why are we doing this?
1: Well, um, I, I think it's fair to say both of us are fairly active on social media. On, um, you know, when I say social media, I'm referring to Facebook and Twitter. Although some of us actually post a little bit more than others. <laughs> I'm going to say which one. Okay, All right, I'm now guilty as charged. Liz, I, I, <laughs> just, I, I know charged. that if
0: I post everything that I think about posting, I'm not going to keep my job very long. <laughs> I'm not going to keep very many friends. It's just not worth it. Right. I, am, I am, my, One of my biggest fights over the last few years has to actually implement being slow to speak, on social media, and so I yeah. I do not post as much. I will try and post more, and be thoughtful about it. I will right. do my best.
1: It, but hence, <laughs> but, but hence, why 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 we are here? Because while you exhibit that level of restraint, unfortunately, a lot of people don't, and a lot mm. of people that we <laughs> call brothers and sisters in Christ. And they're, you know, we're we're all part of the same family. And this, of yeah. course, is where our name came from, Family right. Discussions, because we want to have some discussions about issues that people are trying to have through the limited vehicle of Facebook, which, of course, you can, you know, you can write more things than the the limitations of twitter which you know i mean okay so we went from 140 to 280 characters and you know and so now you know you 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 know you jump on the thread bandwagon so i was like okay i can't do it and you know say everything i need to say in 280 uh characters so i'm just going to create 10 tweets
0: that's right what i want
1: to say i'm like Mm -hmm. then write a blog um, I know. but I know. we have but, we, but what we've, what we've witnessed and particularly with all of the issues that are going on, not just within the church and the things that where people take um, differing positions on, like social justice. Mm-hmm. but outside of the church and what's going on in the broader culture? What's going on in the political realm? And when you combine that with the fact that, you know, we have, you know, we have this, this easy access to kind of say what we think. And then when you combine that with a lack of restraint, um, where I, I heard this uh, this wonderful explanation today about, you know, keeping it together. And, and and what this woman was saying, it's a judge, Judge Lynn. And she was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of advocating for keeping it together because we are in this uh, age of saying, well, we're just keeping it real. And she was saying keeping it real doesn't mean doesn't have to mean keeping it raw and unregulated. Right. And unfortunately, that's kind of what we get a big dose of in social media, raw and unregulated.
0: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And, and, you know, this is the way of the world. This is the way the world is having conversations. Sure. Um, this is the way of political discourse right now. This is the way of disagreement from everything from major sociopolitical issues to the small pop cultural issues and sports and the things that we disagree about. We, um, we are a polarized society. We've talked about the polarization of things for a while um, you know, in this country and how things seem to be getting worse. But what I noticed in our little corner of the world in the reformed tradition, Mm -hmm. which includes, you know, Presbyterians and the Dutch reformed and some sectors of the Baptist world. um, What I was seeing about a year ago or so, I was realizing that the reformed world was just getting worse and worse Mm -hmm. that we weren't going through a polarized uh, moment in time. Then they were going to come back together but that the unity that we're supposed to strive for in Christ didn't seem to be all that important in some sectors of Mm -hmm. the church and that we, in the Reformed tradition who have kind of a history of being uh, maybe bombastic and belligerent (laughs) and (laughs) we're willing to go after each other, it's just built into the history of who we are. Um, Now we had this wonderful tool of social media where we could do it very publicly and we could publicly go after people and, it was interesting to me that two camps were being created and really where it seemed that um, there was going to be zero hope for reconciliation was around a document called the statement on social justice Mm -hmm. where any hope of bringing these two sides back together seemed to be squashed Mm -hmm. because that document basically enshrined the divide and became very important to a group of people Mm -hmm. and and became kind of the flashpoint where um if you agreed with this document you were on one side if you disagree with the document you're on the other side but these two sides weren't like um they weren't cousins who were friendly and would hang out but had a couple disagreements Mm -hmm. these were folks who were completely disengaged from one another and actually against one another Mm -hmm. And it was a strife in the body of Christ, among the family of God, that was bothering me. Um, And so when what happened, for those of you who want to know a little bit of the history of where this podcast came from, I reached out to a handful of folks and I said, listen, um, I know we don't agree on everything, but I would love to just start having some conversations to keep the line of dialogue open between the quote unquote two sides on these issues. right?" And um, Lisa, you were the only one to reach back out, which um is encouraging for you and discouraging that there were a bunch of others right. who were unwilling to engage. Um but you reached back out and we started having some conversations and they've been good conversations. Mm-hmm. Um we do disagree on some things, which mm-hmm. is why we think there's actually even more value in this podcast exactly. because we're not coming into this um thinking the exact same way on all the issues, we have some disagreements. um, But we are able to have conversations in a way that bring glory to the Lord, because we are doing so in a Christ loving way, um, with love for one another as brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, really what we're trying to do with this podcast is cut through the noise a little bit and, and to try and demonstrate that there is a way to disagree about the issues. Yes. Without demeaning Christ and his mm-hmm. church, um, right. which is something that, sadly, we have been doing far too often in the social media world.
1: Right. And, and dehumanizing our brothers and sisters in the process. And under this banner of, well, I'm just speaking truth. Well, right. that truth is, you know, it's embodied in the person of Jesus Christ. So when he says, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free, he was talking about himself and all that he Mm -hmm. stood for and all that he is revealing um, with respect to the Father's character and will. Um, And so I think in, in, you know, when we want to keep it kind of in the reform, if you want to speak to, you know, our tendencies in the reformed tradition, well, we... We have a, a love affair with, with words and doctrine, which is good because we, you know, take time to think about our doctrine, to, you know, to, to, to be precise, to be clear, um, in, in, you know, in speaking biblical truth. But what happens, particularly when you put that into the realm of a, a medium that already has the tendency to dehumanize and now we, you know, so when we make it all about our, you know, our particular position on a thing and keep in mind the divides that we're talking about, this is not Council of Nicaea stuff, you know, (laughs) this is, you know, because some people go back and I hear people go back and say, you know, like, oh, they, you know, when it came to, um, you know, to defending, the church's doctrine against, you know, the heresy of what Arius was uh, proposing that, you know, decimated the person of Jesus Christ. We're not talking about that. Right. We're talking about how does a Christian live in this world? How does a well, Christian when align politically?
0: That, right. When, when we do that, when we use kind of the heresy trials in the church history and bring those issues into right now what we're doing is we're effectively saying hey um you and your position are as heretical as the aryan controversy which is absurd and and really it doesn't allow for any kind of discourse Mm -hmm. because you've immediately laid the gauntlet down and said this person is out of the faith Mm -hmm. this person's position is beyond the pale of christianity Mm -hmm. um we like to throw around words like liberal, uh-huh. um, unless the person speaking happens to be black or brown and then it's liberation. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, cause only apparently white folks can be liberals and only, yeah, it says a lot about the accusation right there. But I think one of the things that we need to consider is that we have to be a place that demonstrates to the world, how to disagree well, Right. how to bear with one another. When the world is so polarized, and then the world has um, retreated into echo chambers, when the world is only willing to listen to folks that they fully agree with, and if you step out of line, you're demonized and sent out, mm-hmm. the church is supposed to be a place that flies in the face of all that and says, no, there is true unity in Christ, and we can bear with one another, we can disagree well but we have allowed the way that the world has disagreement to kind of set the trajectory for how we are having disagreement. And and we sound a lot like the world over Christian issues, and that's really sad. And that's something that we're trying to push against here in family discussion, because we want this to be a place where we can have legitimate disagreement and yet treat each other with the respect and love that we are owed as being image bearers as being followers of jesus christ we're part of the same family um and so you know one of the things that we're going to try and do here is we're going to try and take some of the blood sport out of disagreement um you know i mean when we see people on social media exulting over people you know either saying something wrong or heaven forbid if they fall if they're a leader and they Mm. fall and we see celebration mm-hmm. from the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of mess is so beneath Christ. and it, it, um,
1: it really is. And, you know, it's fun interesting. I was thinking about that today and kind of reflecting on the times when Paul had to address false teaching in the church. You know, yeah. when he had to, you know, address even the enemies of the cross. And, keep, and again, I reiterate, we're not talking about enemies of the cross. Right. We're talking about our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yep. But there's this mentality of, you know, we need to, you know, we need to to, to have this, um, uh, you know, social media magisterium to defend the work of the church.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And, you know, and, and not only that, but like you said, they then add the element of delighting and taking mm-hmm. over. And I was reflecting on that this morning and thinking, when did Paul— ever delight, you know, to own somebody, to take somebody down. Yeah. Even his harsh words against the legalist in the book of Galatians. Yeah. You know, he was just cutting to the chase of what needed to be said. But right. you don't ever get the sense that he's just he's you know he's delighting in taking these people down. He cared for the church and he cared about what was what these folks were proposing
0: well, and it's and in fact, it's just the opposite, right? Mm. He'll even say, um, I write this with tears, yes. that there are those who oppose the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's, and more than he doesn't delight in it, he hates it. it. He hates that he has to be in this kind of a contentious relationship with false teachers. And those are the even those are outside the faith that he doesn't like having to do this with. Much less those inside the faith, Mm -hmm. because when it's those inside the faith, it's about bearing with one another and Mm -hmm. building one another up for the good of the body. It's about um, learning from one another and caring for one another, seeing the value in one another, so that even though I may be an eye and you are a hand, I don't despise your function in the body of Christ. You know, and I think even about those times where Paul did run into conflict with somebody and um, there wasn't a whole lot of reconciliation. So we think, you know, Paul and Barnabas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they had to go their separate ways because they couldn't work with one another. But you don't see in any of Paul's writings a slamming of Barnabas for his decision and for Barnabas's willingness to embrace Mark when Paul's not. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't believe that Paul, had Twitter been a thing in the day, would have gone on Twitter and subtweeted this guy <laughs> for being too accepting, and he should be more discerning of the people that he's willing to work mm-hmm. with, because Mark has shown that he's willing to hang out with people that, or make decisions mm-hmm. that doesn't agree with Paul. So where's his discernment? Where's right. Barnabas's discernment, which right. is a favorite word of Right. Oh, the, and this is Christian, and this is
1: what's bringing harm to the body of Christ.
0: It's craziness. Yeah. It's craziness and 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 really what I've seen is this this antagonistic way of mm-hmm. approaching disagreement, this mm-hmm. blood sport mentality
1: mm-hmm.
0: within the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's about platform building. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's about Twitter followers. It's about building up your right. podcast or your radio show. It's about all those things, which is an ironic thing to say for somebody who is launching a podcast. Right. right, and this is, <laughs> right. So, and because say, there is a sense in which we're you know, there's a platform that is going to be built here. Right. Um, but this is something I was thinking about, you know, and I was I was considering, OK, all these folks, their platform is built about what are they against? Mm-hmm. What are they trying to defend? Mm-hmm. What are they? You know, it's a very militaristic kind of an understanding of their platform. Right. And so I was thinking to myself, what would I want this platform to become? If this mm-hmm. ever became a thing? I mean, listen, um, our spouse is my listen to this and nobody else. Yeah. And <laughs> blessings. That's OK. But if people pay attention a little bit and if people start listening, what do I want this platform to be about? And really, my prayer is that this this podcast and mm-hmm. our platform that we're creating would be one that honors Jesus. Yes. It would be about pointing people back to Him. Mm-hmm. It would be about saying, listen, um, we are trying to demonstrate imperfectly and we are going to cross the line. I'm sure both of us will cross the line in this conversation from time to time. And they'll have to call each other out. Um, most likely, you're going to have to call me out and tell me to get back in line. But, um, but what I really want to do is say okay this is a demonstration of healthy family dialogue within the body of christ i want to bring glory to jesus through this i don't want my platform to be about how i have been able to slam that person down or how i have been able to show the error in this person really well I want my platform to be about pointing people to the love of Jesus Christ. Right. And and how we can love one another in spite of difference. Right.
1: Amen. And you know, and about the platform building thing, I don't know. I you know, I don't, I want to be kind of careful in, you know, in saying, oh, because I've heard this criticism before, oh, they're just here, you know, uh Twitter's about building a platform and people are here to just you know, build a platform, ironically, from people who are on Twitter. So I'm like, so if you're there, I, you know, what are you doing? But
0: the (laughs) anti-platform,
1: right? The anti-platform platform. platform. So in fairness, I don't want to, you know, kind of attribute that motive outright. Like, oh, you know, people are just here to to build a platform. But what I find that happens in in light of everything else that we talked about, you know, once you, you you know, you have these kind of truncated, discussions you know Mm quote-unquote discussions um, and then you take this militaristic position and uh, you know and then take this delight in calling people out so then what happens is you 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 uh, attract the attention of people who think just like you and you know hence the creation of the echo chambers well the echo as the echo chambers get larger and then they start pointing like yeah we really like what you know what this person is doing on social media and so hence the platform builds well and i think that there's a there's a the danger in that into the person who is kind of creating that platform is it then feeds into the oh i must be i must be on the right track i must be doing something well because look at how well all of these people are responding Never mind that you're not really creating dialogue. All you're creating is a box to put people in, mm, and you're creating yeah. a box and getting that confused with you know with, with healthy dialogue, and it's not. And so yeah. that's where I think the platform building um, gets in. And I you know and again I can't speak to other people's motives, but I can right. very well see how once you've kind of laid that foundation and people start feeding into it. Well, guess what? Well, hey, I have a base now, so let me go ahead and, you know, and continue to to throw fit bloody fish in the water.
0: Mhm. I got to keep feeding the base. Gotta I got to keep, gotta keep the, the base, base on, right. on uh, you know, they got to keep wanting to follow me, they got to keep wanting to hear what I have to say, so I need to actually up my game. So what I said brought in some followers, but what if I say things a little bit more outlandish, Mm -hmm. a little bit more pointed way? Well, that might bring me even more followers Mm -hmm. and I'll be called brave and I'll be called Mm -hmm. um, edgy and progressive and... All these things that I'll be you know I'll get all these adulation for oh look how willing you are to just say what you mean and just speak the truth and you don't get bogged down by nuance and thoughtfulness right. because you just say the first thing that your Twitter fingers can throw out there right. and it does build a um, it builds another echo chamber um, You know, there's a there's a kind of like a cancel culture or a block culture out there where if you are disagreed with, you just Mm -hmm. block them and then you call it something like, um, you know, self care. Mm -hmm. where you just don't want to have to engage folks. Now, there are trolls out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying not blocking trolls. There are people who just want to come and And fight and hear themselves fight Mm -hmm. and their problems. And I don't have a problem with blocking and muting those. But for those who disagree with you, even loudly, Mm -hmm. and you just can't countenance people disagreeing with you, so you block them, Mm -hmm. that makes no sense to me. Right. And And that doesn't seem Christ-like.
1: It doesn't. And I heard a very uh, popular figure, almost kind of brag about his long list of people he's had to block. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's nothing to brag about. One, what are you saying that's causing people, you know, that's causing this contention? So that's one. Right. You know, and two, what what kind of disposition does that say about you that you're so willing to, to cancel Brothers and Sisters in Christ?
0: I know i know because shouldn't our speech be seasoned with salt shouldn't we be Mm -hmm. people who are trying to as we speak draw one another together and build one another and focus our energies back on serving jesus christ as opposed to serving lower agendas right and um and it's that kind of i think misplaced priority Mm -hmm. that is also causing a lot of this because there's I will never be somebody to say, oh, you shouldn't talk about that. You should just talk about the gospel. I think that's nonsense. Mm -hmm. I think that the gospel is not the whole of Christianity, but there are a lot of implications about Christianity that impact the way we think about the whole of the world and the whole of our lives. Um, Mm -hmm. The New Testament isn't just the gospel on repeat, but the New Testament deals with a whole lot of different stuff. Mm -hmm. However, when unity in Christ is not a priority to us, then I think we've got our we, we've got our priorities out of whack, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, I'm not talking about unity at any cost. But if if brothers and sisters are holding to the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. then all of these other issues should remain secondary, right? And should be things that we can disagree about in love, and even loudly disagree about, mm-hmm. but do it in love. I think some of the disagreement is about the gospel itself and i think that's where we're going to have um some difficulty in the social media world yes because some people have a broader understanding of what the gospel is Mm -hmm. some people have a narrower one and that's where things can get really really dicey right but do you love jesus okay then i need to treat you with respect Mm -hmm. as a fellow fellow Mm -hmm. lover of jesus even if we don't agree on even the parameters of the gospel itself right do you love Jesus? Are you following Jesus with your life? Okay. Right. Do you then believe who he is?
1: To... Right. You Are you in union with Christ? Um, you know, have you been regenerated by the work of the Spirit so mm-hmm. that you are then baptized into his kingdom? That's our starting right. point.
0: That's it. That's, That's it. it.
1: And, you know, and the one thing, and, you know, you talked about what, you know, what you'd hope to get from this, this platform is that... You know, my my goal, what I'd like to see, is uh, is for us everything that we base our discussions on, our disagreements on, the fact that if we are united in Christ, that we have to, you know, take great care in terms of how we are disagreeing, uh, yeah. because the world is watching. Amen. Um, and it's you know, there's a reason that Jesus said. The, the world will know you are my disciples by the love that you have towards one another he didn't qualify it he didn't say yeah. oh yeah except for if they disagree with you about x y and z mm-hmm. um and here's a you know here's a, a quote from bonhoeffer from his life together that really you know i kind of have in the back of my mind when okay. i'm you know when i'm i'm looking at even you know my beloved brothers and sisters in Christ with whom I have profound disagreement yeah. and sometimes cringe at their <laughs> tweets mm-hmm. and going back to this idea. Yes, but who are they? And I love what he says here. We belong to him because we are in him. This is why the scriptures call us the body of Christ. But if before we could know and wish it, we have been chosen and accepted with the whole church in Jesus Christ, then we also belong to him in eternity with one another. We who live here in fellowship with him will one day be with him in eternal fellowship. He who looks upon his brother should know that he will be eternally united with him in Jesus Christ. And that's it right there. The new heavens and new earth. You know, we we've in our, you know, uh individualistic oriented American Christianity, we've kinda made it about us and Jesus. Well that's a right. big part of it, God with us. Mm-hmm. But it also means being united with one another without Amen. sin, without, you know, the shame, the pretense, the you know, the, the fights, the you know, the the misunderstandings, the disagreement all of that will be yeah. will, will be uh you know, decimate it, and we'll live in pure fellowship. And, Mm -hmm. you know, by the way, can we not try, at least try to reflect some of that here?
0: Yes, yes, and and having that eternal perspective should change the way that we discuss things with one another. Mm -hmm. It should change the way that we disagree, and the state of Christian discourse is so toxic in so many ways that it's as if we have forgotten where all of this is headed. That we are united together in Christ. That we don't get to kick each other out of the kingdom when we disagree with one another because Christ is the one who's bound us together. And his strength is much greater than our petty little strength over our petty little issues. And so, you know, I think this leads us to kind of where I'd like to close this episode and that's kind of rules of engagement. Mm um, rules of engagement here on the podcast, but also rules of engagement that we would love to call the rest of the Christian world to observe. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, we have three rules of engagement and, and that's for right now. We may add other rules as we go. Um, and if, as we come up with good rules for engagement, we will share them with the world and say, please, please observe some (laughs) decency and decorum in the way you speak to one another. But, um, I think the first one is this. Assume the best. Assume the best. We are so quick to assume the worst of others, Mm -hmm. where if we disagree on this, then they must not be a Christian, or if they Mm -hmm. disagree on this, they must be a liberal or a socialist Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. whatever. Assume the best. You know, they're trying to, if they believe this, and they must want to end Christianity as we know it, and they're trying to push us towards the liberal cliff, and it's just, can we not? Can we instead assume the best of one another, that if mm-hmm. they have voted a particular way, that must mean that they are racist and hate-filled, and can we assume the best? Right. Can we ask hard questions right. while assuming the best? Right,
1: right. And that, and that is, by the way, what I see in Scripture, in the description of love. You know, um, you know Love is patient, love is kind, love does not um, you know, assume, assume wrong. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that is uh, problematic and something that I've seen is that, you know, somebody will say you'll take these 280 characters, under 280 characters and just pile on to the person something you're assuming that they're saying without clarifying in another tweet. Well, what do you mean by that? You just yeah. automatically assume that this person must mean this. Um, right. And then the, you know, and then the, the, the toxic fight starts. Yeah, because
0: the sides jump in.
1: Um, the sides jump in. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I absolutely agree. You must assume the best. Um we're dealing with another brother and sister in Christ. Amen. So the other so the next one?
0: Next rule, rule number two of our rules of engagement is to listen well and charitably. Um and what I think we're getting at here is we have to when we're assuming the best, we have to actually listen to one another. Because we are so often in this age of, um, of fighting on social media, we don't actually listen to what one another has to say. Um, sure. We see something, we see a handful of, of buzzwords in a tweet, we automatically assume where they're coming from, and so we attack the assumed position rather than actually hearing what this person has to say. And, and it's also to listen charitably. Sometimes people misspeak, Sometimes people mean one thing and it comes across another way. And instead of immediately labeling that person, it's doing what you were just asking. Hey, can you clarify this? Because it sounds like this, but I want to listen charitably. I I want to hear what you actually have to say. And if the person says, actually, that is where I stand, okay. Tell me why you stand there. Explain to me why that's the position you've taken because I don't necessarily have that position. That's the charity that we need to have for one another. And actually... Not just hear one another, but then also if we're assuming the best, maybe this brother, maybe this sister has a reason for standing where they stand, and I need mm-hmm. to hear that rather than just immediately labeling and dismissing
1: right because oh by the way how how often have we in our interpersonal relationships, those that we interact with in real real presence in real time how how you know just by virtue of being in relationship with that person, how much if we You know, you learn, oh, this is why you think this way. This is why you take that position. And if we could just take some of that. Now, I realize, you know, social media has its limitations, especially with Twitter. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not exactly friends, you know, with with someone. But at the same time, to still have that mindset of uh, maybe I don't understand fully what I need to understand about this person and why they're saying that, and, you know, right. why they're, where, where they're coming from exactly.
0: Right. Absolutely. And, and that leads to the, the kind of the last rule for today. And, and as I said, if there's more rules that we come up with as we go, we'll just add them to the list because more and more boundaries on how we speak to one another is uh, maybe helpful mm-hmm. right now. I don't think that we are in a position where there's too many boundaries on how we speak. Um, so here's third third rule of engagement for us. We are family first. That's the number one thing. Before we are Republican and Democrat, before we are conservative or progressive, before we are Presbyterian or Baptist or Anglican, we are family
1: first.
0: first. And that means, so when you're listening to this podcast, what you'll hear is if we address somebody by name, we're going to do our very best to put the word brother or sister ahead of their name. And the reason we're doing that is not because of church traditions we come from or anything like that. It's because we are reminding ourselves, even while we speak, this is a person in our family. This is our family we're talking about here. And so even if I'm going to disagree publicly with somebody on this podcast, that's my family first, even Mm -hmm. if we disagree on an issue. Um, Even if they wouldn't consider me part of the family, I'm going to consider them part of the family. And so... um, we're family first and man, if we viewed all disagreement through that lens, I wonder if we would disagree a lot better, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in public because while you might have a knockdown, dragout drag out conversation in a closed room, when you're out on the street, you're not going to speak to your family that way. Right. (laughs) There's more respect and Twitter (laughs) and Facebook is being out in the middle of the neighborhood screaming at one another and the whole world is looking on Mm -hmm. it's Horrifying. We are family first, and that needs to be uh, really right up front for us. Amen. So that is it for today. We're so glad that you're here, and thank you for listening. We hope to have you with us in our next episode of Family Discussion. Well, thank you again for joining us for this week's Family Discussion. If you'd like to learn more or catch up on episodes you missed, head on over to our home at reformedmargins.com. There you'll find great content about a whole host of issues that we pray will bless your relationship with Jesus, including articles written by Lisa Spencer and me, Marcos Ortega. Family Discussion is a podcast of Reformed Margins, a site dedicated to providing a platform for people of color to engage the larger Reformed and Evangelical conversations. Your hosts are Marcos Ortega and Lisa Spencer. Our producer is Larry Lynn. Family Discussion is hosted by Podbean and recorded with Audacity. If you like what you heard today, it would be a great help to us if you gave a quick review and rating on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your favorite content so that you don't miss our next Family Discussion.